It's March 31st, and baseball is back. Well, at least for one day. And on today's Locked On Twins, we're going to go under the hood to break down all the happenings of opening day and look into what Saturday might look like for game number two. Do the Twins have enough, or did they show enough on opening day to think that maybe this is going to be a better season than most people suggested? I don't know. There's only one way to find out. So sit back, buckle up, and get comfortable because Locked on Twins starts now. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And hello again. Welcome back to Locked on Twins. And thank you for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts as well as on YouTube. And of course, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. My name is Brandon Warren, and you can find me on Twitter at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E. And we have a jam-packed show coming off of just one, that's right, one major league game for the Twins that counts. But before we get to that, just a reminder, if you want to be active in the comments section, come hang out. We'll chat. We can share some ideas back and forth, whatever you want to do. Um, always appreciate comments, likes, subscriptions, whatever you can give back to the show. I hope to give back to you in terms of good content. And if you have questions that you want answered on the show, feel free to add um, add them wherever you want. You can tweet me. You can tweet Locked on Twins. You can email me. However you get into contact with me, I will be more than happy to answer the questions. Today's show is brought to you, of course, by Game Time. Game Time MLB. If you use the code Locked On MLB on your app, you will get twenty dollars off your first purchase. It's not just MLB tickets, though. Either you can get theater tickets, concert tickets, sports tickets, whatever you want. So you download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase, your last minute tickets, and the lowest price guaranteed. Now, let's just get right into a feature that I want to call the morning after. And I think we're going to, this is how we're going to roll this season. Obviously, as you well know, I'm still new to the show, new to the program, but we're going to see how this goes. But the morning after will be a good way for us to sum up all that happened and all of the happenings for your Minnesota Twins. So the Twins are coming off a 2-0 win over the Kansas City Royals on opening day. A lot of excitement even as a, a road opening game for Twins fans, and probably at least partially because it's a travelable game, drivable. If, if you want to get fancy and fly, you can. Um, I know they have a new terminal at the airport in Kansas City that Do Young Park was talking about. But um, easily travelable, and so lots of Twins fans there. I did ask Twitter, what were 10 words that you would describe the opening day win with. And let's just, let's run down the list of a few. Our friend Ben says, I did not watch it, but good stuff. Twins. Heather says, good defense, great pitching, solid at bats, so much depth. I think that's 11 words, Heather, though. Anyway, uh, Brandon Walzer says for game one, I, I thought it was a solid win. Um, our friend Anthony says, very good. Pablo equals Cy Young. Hero says, great defense, decent offense, stellar pitching, great team win. 
This one's fun. Brian says, buck in, we win, buck not, twins get got. Um, Jennifer says, need to work on bases loaded situations, but otherwise excited. <laughs> Daily progress says, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Awesome. Very good use of 10 words there. Um, let's see. Ajuza says, things to work on, lots to like. It's the Royals. Uh, Tim says, playoffs, division series, let's go. Michael says, feels better than a loss. And finally, Travis says, why is Kepler leading off? Well, we'll touch on a lot of those points, but 2-0 at the K, gorgeous stadium, interesting weather with the swirling winds. There was a lot to keep an eye on for the first game of the season. Pablo Lopez was phenomenal. And in today's second segment, we'll break that down more in depth. But combined two-hit shutout with Caleb Fielbar, Jorge Lopez, Griffin Jacks, and Juan Duran. Now, each of these pitchers had something that I felt was encouraging um, for, for Lopez and Duran. The velocity was there. The stuff was there. Um, they filled their roles absolutely perfectly. I mean, Duran had the walk, but other than that was lights out. Um, Pablo, I really liked the changeup. You know, we were getting our first extended look at him in a game that mattered, and the changeup was, was solid as expected. But he also had a sweeper that he added, and we will go in-depth on that. Um, because that's where he got most of his swings and misses, which uh, was a big part of his game yesterday. Um, Caleb Thubar touching 95, got his swings and misses on curveballs, came in and, and basically summarily dispatched the Royals' offense without even breaking a sweat. Uh, Griffin Jacks had five sliders with a spin rate over 2,900. Me not being as much of a spin rate guru as some of my friends, I am not totally sure what that means other than that he was, as Ron Gardner, I would say, really spinning it out there. But I think, <clears throat> excuse me, that he looked also phenomenal. All his work in the offseason coming in huge and basically continuing what he did this spring in terms of results. And then you look up at the bigger picture. Uh, the defense looked good. There was especially, um, you know, a nice play where Carlos Correa used the ground to his advantage with a, um, a throw that, you know, sometimes that, that's the shorter path to first. Um, kind of hard to explain since it's not on turf, but <clears throat> excuse me again. Um, he did it on grass and it still achieved the desired effect. Uh, in general, though, Twins, nice job defensively. No errors made. Um, benefited from one error by the Royals, but it ended up getting erased on double play. Uh, but in, in the end of the, in the end, in the final analysis, the Twins defense looked better than Kansas City's did. Um, Trevor Larnick had a nice game. Took some pitches that usually young guys like him would swing at. Drove the ball. Uh, Byron Buxton looked good for the most part. Uh, that triple was good to see. See him wheeling it out. Lost his helmet, spinning around second base, but no worse for the wear. And ends up scoring what winds up being the winning run. Um, Correa, Carlos Correa had two batted balls that were over 100 miles per hour. 105.9 on an out and then 112.0 on his single. Um Overall, the Twins had 12 batted balls of 99 miles per hour or faster, and eight of the 10 total batted balls in the game that were 100 miles per hour or faster came off the bats of Twins. So the offense came in really um, clicking in terms of hitting the ball hard. Now, it didn't really come in terms of results, as we'll talk about here in the things to work on. Um, Max Kepler at the top, 0 for 5. You know, there's a story in The Athletic today about why Max Kepler's leading off. And I'm not going to give away the, the reasoning 
But let's just say this much. It's basically because there's really no natural option in the organization right now, at least not ready to, to help the team. So Kepa at the top, 0 for 5. Uh, Twins pitchers walked five batters, not the end of the world. I think they struck out 11, so it's still a fairly good strikeout-to-walk ratio. And they were 4 for 11 with runners in scoring position, but still stranded 12 runners. That's two runs on 10 hits. Obviously, you're going to want to get a little more production than that. And, you know, you hear a lot of people say it's the Royals. Well, yeah, that's technically true, but you can only beat whoever's in front of you and you can only win the game in front of you as well. So, um, you know, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't even necessarily uh, a fun game to watch offensively, but the Twins got the job done. Uh, let's let's do a few more of these 10 and under answers. Um Kepler leading off is not great. Everything else was awesome, says Confused Twins fan. And then um, <laughs> Peter Allen sends a Kramer gif saying, TCB, you know, taking care of business. Uh, just started getting into Seinfeld myself, so kind of fun to see people using those gifs. Let's, um, let's do this. Let's take a second and talk about the Game Time app. So if you are on the game time app downloading uh, you download the app again use the code locked on mlb for twenty dollars off you can get all kinds of different tickets it's not just mlb although obviously that's our flavor of the day but you can download the app you can create an account and use locked on mlb for twenty dollars off your first purchase i highly highly recommend it you can get the cheapest tickets last minute it's a it's a very good deal all right, so <clears throat> excuse me. Before we dive into um, the, a deeper dive into the opening day, uh, into opening day, uh, make sure you get ready for your baseball season with Locked On MLB's six-part season preview. Uh, one for each division. Your local and national experts weigh in on every team and division in a way that only they can. You can find all six episodes wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And I was part of the AL Central one. We had a whole lot of fun. And I'm feeling pretty good about predicting the Twins winning the division after one game. All right. So the deeper dive that we're going to take starts now. Segment two. This is exactly how the team drew games up last year. Uh, and <laughs> true to form, the offense was sluggish, which was the case quite frequently last year as well, but get the starter to go five plus and then ramp up the bullpen. Um, you know, th th that was kind of the design, push all the right buttons in terms of pinch hitters, defensive replacements, that sort of thing. Um, there was still some stress of stressing by fans about Pablo Lopez pitching into the sixth, but not finishing the sixth, 85 pitches. Um, to me, that gets a great big whatever. If the fifth inning had been less stressful on him with the MJ Melendez inning-ending double play actually getting him out of out of a pretty big jam, uh, if those pitches had been less stressful, I suspect Rocco and, and the boys would have let him go a little bit longer. But he pitched well. 85 pitches, not the end of the world. 17 swings and uh, swinging strikes. So a swinging strike rate of 20%. Um did a great job, though. He got out of all the jams he needed to. It didn't look like his blood pressure went up at all. He looks like he's very cool under pressure. Um, 
This is, to me, what a breakout would look like for a pitcher, though. Velo up on all of his pitches, a mile per hour or higher. Spin rates up. He added the new sweeper, which got him eight swings and and misses on, I think it was uh, 19 pitches or 18. It was I think it was 19. So a brand-new pitch getting you eight of your uh, 17 swinging strikes, so almost half. That's a big deal. This is a guy who's already been fairly durable, has good velo. You get the spin rate up, you get the swinging strikes up, and you get a new pitch that's absolutely baller. Uh, this, again, you don't make proclamations based on one start, but this is what a breakout start would look like. So we're, we're enthused about Pablo Lopez. Again, um, pitches out of trouble, velo up, spin rate up, new pitches very good, 17 swinging strikes on 85 pitches. So again, 20%. I think the league average rate is somewhere in the 10% range on fan graphs. So uh, just a just a great all-around job by Pablo Lopez and uh, a lot to be excited about. Um, and it wasn't just pitching, though. Uh, Pinch-hitting Farmer, who walked for Gordon, and then Donovan Solano for Gallo, uh, singling home the second and ultimately uh, another potential pivotal run late in the game. Um, both of those moves worked out like you would hope, obviously, last year. People didn't like seeing Nick Gordon get pinch hit for against left-handed pitching, but this, um, you know, to me, made the case for it. Um, and then, yeah, Larnick scores on Solano's single, gives the Twins another insurance run, which they didn't end up needing. Um, let's go back to Lopez for just a second. Uh, the changeup is for real. Touched 96 with regularity. The Twins overall, and this, these are not your older brother's Twins, 22 pitches, 96 miles per hour or higher. So... Pablo and Jorge Lopez, Griffin Jacks, and of course, Juan Duran touching 96 or higher. Just um, just an excellent job. Uh, and then working on the jams with uh, what appeared to be low blood pressure, uh, Pablo did a good job looking like he was under control the whole day. He didn't look like he was out of sorts when the bases were empty, obviously, but bases loaded, one out, 3-0 count, and he works out of it. And that takes me to... <laughs> Uh, my next point, which is what the hell was MJ Melendez doing? So he goes up 3-0. He had just walked on four pitches beforehand. And so he, um, he'd seen seven straight balls, ends up falling back into a 3-2 count. And then he hits kind of like a chopper that Joey Gallo comes in, fields, and fires home. And I get that Melendez was probably trying to avoid Gallo. I'm almost certainly trying to avoid Gallo, but looking back at the plate to see what happened. And um, he just, he made the throw for Vasquez to set uh, to first base. I would, I would, I think it was farmer at first base at that time coming over to cover. Um, it just, it, it did not look like a, a play that Melendez um, had really thought through. <laughs> he kind of just froze in a moment that made the throw for Vasquez real easy. And, um, you know, got the Twins out of a jam when, uh, again, you 3-0, bases loaded, one out. That The the expected runs in that instance to me, um, obviously I don't have the, the matrix in front of me, but I would have guessed it's probably about two and a half, three runs expected. Um, and Melendez just kind of threw it all away. Justin Morneau made an interesting point, too. Is it says that if you're going to be in that position, why not swing 3-0? which Melendez is a bit of a free swinger, um, you know, because that's probably the best pitch you're going to get. If it's where you want it or relatively close to it, um, then go for it because that's probably the easiest pitch you're going to get to hit 
the rest of the way. So I found that interesting. You know, the conventional wisdom says take 3-0 unless you are absolutely positive you're going to pace that pitch. And a young guy like Melendez, I don't know if you'd give him the green light there. But, yeah, I just it, when I look at that, the only thing that it could have been worse is if it would have been a 3-0 and Melendez did that rather than a 3-2. It just it did not look like he was prepared for that situation. And the Twins and Pablo Lopez um, benefited from it without question. Um, all right, let's let's do this. Let's transition into the <clears throat> excuse me third segment of the show. But before we do that, let's talk about FanDuel. There's all kinds of stuff that you can bet on right now. It's college basketball season wrapping up, NBA season a little further off wrapping up, and then playoffs, which should be an absolute ball as the snow, knock on wood, hopefully melts. And then, of course, what we're all here for, baseball. We're hoping that MLB is going to hit the ground running here in Minneapolis again with all this snow that we have now and coming. Next week, sometime, the Twins are slated to open up Target Field. Um there's a lot of melting that has to be done, though. Let's just let's just say that. So if you want to make every moment more, you can get your no-sweat first bet on FanDuel up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Check it out. You can bet on all sorts of things, parlays, um, three-pointers made, all kinds of stuff. It's uh, It really is a, a, a fun platform and a lot of different things that you can do. All right, so let's wrap with Saturday. We've got Sonny Gray coming up against Jordan Lyles. And let's just clear the air here. Uh, days off after opening day suck. They just suck. I mean, I know why they exist. I mean, it was, it was 66, 65 degrees in Kansas City yesterday. But if the rains come in, opening day gets screwed up and all the fanfare, I get it. I just wish they didn't have to take a day off because now you get all that crazy energy and you're all excited for game two and it's hurry up and wait hurry up and wait it's like traveling at an airport race 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 through security and then sit at the gate for three hours um you know again it is what it is and we're just gonna have to roll with it but to that end let's talk about saturday it's gonna be sunny gray and jordan lyles what are we looking for with sunny gray so length is obviously going to be a big talking point because there has been numerous, plenty of uh, digital ink spilled on Sonny Gray and going deeper in games and how he feels about Rockwell pulling guys early last year and um, maybe a little bit of manufactured controversy based on that. Really no way of knowing if, if it's something that bothers him a lot, a little, if it's something he's just assessing about the rest of the team. But we'll see how he pitches because I think if he – I think the Twins will let him go as long as he looks like he's handling it out there. Uh, obviously, Velo coming out of spring training, you want to see where guys are at physically. Um, but when he keeps it in the park, he's really good. And, you know, that's part of the reason why he's been good everywhere but New York is that he can he can keep the ball in the yard. So um, not the most exciting Twins pitcher, but he's solid. And so, uh, you know, it's hard to break him down outside of if he's hitting 92, 93, mixing and matching, he's going to be pretty tough to beat. Now, with Jordan Lyles, what we're looking for, uh, he's the definition of a middle-of-the-road starter. So if he limits homers, this is the kind of guy the Royals are going to try flip in July. Hopefully he's got like a 4-2 ERA, 4.0, um, decent rates. He's not going to strike out a ton. He's not going to walk a ton. He's not a huge ground ball guy. Um, but uh, what Kansas City's trying to do here is bring back something at the deadline. Um, 
you know, stretch run teams will be looking for a guy like this as their number five. He's very durable, 179 and 180 innings the last two seasons. Um, slider's decent. Everything else is just kind of blah. Uh, fastball sits in the low 90s. Um, but he's the quintessential veteran workhorse. Like if you're looking for a veteran workhorse, this is the guy who checks most, if not all the boxes of what you're looking for. And he could very easily be a twin down the stretch if the team decided they needed depth down the down the road. Um, you know, someone to keep them in the race late in the season. You know, if they if they've already gone to Simeon Woods Richardson or if they feel like they can't in that moment. Don't be surprised if Jordan Miles is a Minnesota twin at some point. Um, a lot of Homer Bailey, late career Homer Bailey energy, maybe even a little bit of Kyle Gibson energy as far as like, yeah, not really a chain mover, but just a solid all-around back-end pitcher. Um, yeah, so that's what we've got for you. If you have made the Twins, uh, to Locked on Twins, your first listen today, again, thank you so much. And now for your second listen, make sure you check out Locked on Fantasy Baseball. You can win your league by listening to Matt and Dom every day as they bring you the best fantasy strategies, waiver wire, trades, you name it. Um, guys you can cut, guys you, sh- you should wait on, all that sort of stuff. Go to Locked on on MLB. It, it, actually, it's it's on Locked on <laughs> – let me start that over. Find them on Locked on f- – I'm a mess. Find them on YouTube, Locked on Fantasy MLB, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, they're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team – Every day. So again, locked on fantasy baseball. Uh, great stuff. Matt and Dom know what they're talking about. You can get um, inside info as far as if guys get off to a slow start, should you be hanging on to them? If someone gets off to a fast start, should you target them? All that sort of stuff. So um, again, t- check out locked on fantasy baseball. Now for locked on twins, this is Brennan Warren signing off saying thank you so much for checking out locked on twins. And don't forget to stop by on Monday. Have a freaking weekend.